podcast in the galaxy. The Elise Yeezy Show. Hello and welcome back to the Elise Yeezy Show. I am your host, Elise Yeezy. This is a new thing. I'm always coming up with these new things and they're never following through with the execution. So let's just see how this goes. I want to call this segment Tea Break because I'm going to have a cup of tea. Should take 20 minutes or so. And I just want to discuss something that's been current in the news or whatever. And for this segment, I'm joined by other YouTuber. I meant to say fellow YouTuber and it came out as like other YouTuber, just like <laughs> someone else. Vangelina Scoff, who's also my editor. Hello, mate. Hello. Hi. It's, I'm going to pretend we haven't been speaking this entire time. <laughs> We've been talking for literally like three hours straight. It's far <laughs> too it's long. It's been such a kerfuffle. <sighs> Anyway, let's dive straight into the topic. The Mm -hmm. Try Guys. The Try Guys. I am just going to point out that this is tea and that you're you're saying it's tea break because you're having a break and failed to mention the tea aspect of this. Well, I didn't want to handhold people, you know. I figured they could just figure that one out for themselves. Can they? (laughs) My audience, they're smart and mature and Mm -hmm. older. So I reckon so. Um... Does this qualify as doing drama or talking about drama? I don't like, it kind of does, but also it's just one of those things where I just saw it and I thought that's interesting and the audience reaction to it is interesting. Is it in all, well, I used to think, so, getting off track already, we, we really need to do this in like 20 minutes less. I used to think that when I did drama videos anyway, that I was taking a more nuanced approach to it, but I'm not sure, like that's how, that's what I thought, but I'm not sure that was the actuality of me doing it. That's what I want to try and do with this. What do you think? What do I think about the way you've done it before? Or ju- just this in general? Does this count as drama? Am I going back on myself? No, I, I just find this interesting <laughs> what's happened. It's, well, it is drama, but it's not like, see, I've done like videos with people talking about like the differences between tea and drama and commentary mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not quite tea because that tends to be like the daily what are the YouTubers up to today? This is kind of more current events and like there's been articles about it. So that kind of makes it more news, I think. But it's still technically drama. But at the same time, it's also kind of serious. So not sure. So what's happened? I'm sure everyone everyone on YouTube is aware by now. The Try Guys, which is a quartet of former... I was using that thing to point. Ah, there we go. (laughs) A quartet of former BuzzFeed employees where they just try things, right? One of them, Ned Fulmer, it's been revealed that he has not been revealed. He has revealed that he was cheating on his wife for an unknown amount of time. And look, I'm going to do this thing, right? Where, of course, I'm aware of these people because I will just watch a video occasionally. People all across the board, all across the spectrum, whatever, when it comes to YouTube, you know. I do this thing where I'm always like, never like this person. And some (laughs) people don't believe it. But you and I, we actually, Evangelina and I, we speak daily. Can you confirm for the audience at home that I genuinely just don't like anyone? No, I was about to say, no, you really don't like anybody. But it's not, not, I'm not hateful, yeah. Yeah, It depends on the subject, actually. But it's not like an active dislike. I just, maybe because of the ADHD, impulsivity, irritability, I get irritated very easily by literally like fucking anything. Right. So it's not like I'm actively disliking things. I'm just like, oh, it's not for me. Not for me. If it ain't a mm-hmm. Russell Brand video, it's not for me. And even sometimes, even sometimes, he, me and Russell, 
in my head we've had our fallouts before about things. <laughs> I've Gen- noticed it. <laughs> no, genuinely, which makes me so unhinged because he's there, like he's vaguely aware that I exist, but he has no idea that in my head we've fallen out like at least 10 times over the course of, I don't know how long it's been, like 18 or so years. Um, but right, this bloke, Ned Former, he's done videos with his wife before because I've watched some of them, the date night videos where they like make stuff. He has very much made his marriage, his relationship to this woman, the content. He has a cooking book out with her about, you know, best date night recipes, this type of thing. And I put on my Instagram, how are you going to make your relationship the content? Which I'm kind of against. I am against people exploiting their private life, mining it for content, unless it's done in a funny way, like Tana Mojo. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'll keep my relationship private offline because it's mine, it's for me. How are you going to make your relationship the content? And then cheat on her. What galaxy brained move is this? How high is his IQ? <laughs> I kind of, I started to think about this because I'm just going to preface this by saying never heard of this man in my life until this really? happened. Never seen Try Guys. But I'm still fully invested. <laughs> this is how broad reaching this whole story is. But like, it must have been like, did it become too much pressure? Like it, because he made so many things with her, it felt like work, you know? Like, mm. does that even make sense? Yes. I'm just trying to figure out why you would do that. But at the same time, I've seen the compilations of him saying, my wife, my wife, my wife. So it's like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, it's it's weird when people when people do that because they say that you shouldn't really work with, like try not to work with your friends, try not to work with your partners because if you're in this I don't know, confined space, whether it's physical or mental, you're going to get on each other's nerves, things are going to happen. It, right okay so he made people i looked at a whole article about this i was pretty invested for all of like an hour people were already guessing that there was some issue because he'd been taken out of a few of the try he hadn't appeared in a few of the try guys videos and he was taken out of uh, like something about a theme song do they have a theme song yeah apparently um but he's not in it now or something i have to say that their content it's it's not for me Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw an independent article and independent are behind a paywall so I couldn't read it but the independent article was like why did uh, no do you know what? I'm gonna fucking get it up right now the tr- what's his name Ned Fulmer being serious here showing receipts is it Fulmer or Fulner which one I, I keep calling him Fulner I also right. keep calling him Ted so that's not right either no that's that. that's it that's it um, the Try Guys drama and what happens when a wife's guy's brand a wife guy's brand backfires. Why did the idea of a man loving and supporting his wife ever seem like a concept unique enough for monetization? And I was like, Ooh, oh, independent. I don't tend to agree with you sometimes. Uh, oh, I, I like that credit where it's due. I Why? Even thought Why of that. Is- That's just, bizarre. Just a man loving his wife and people really. Is that how low the bar is? For everyone I out there, think so I mean, that people sucks. don't really have. I I don't know if we're planning to go into full sexism spiel's here, but I don't think people have high expectations for men in relationships anyway, because it's always like the man's helping. He's not just like doing the things he's supposed to be doing. He's like helping. He's babysitting. With the, yeah, he's babysitting, he's babysitting the kids. He's helping yeah. with the dishes. He, like it's weird. It's weird. A man takes his child to the park and is commended for being husband of the man of the year for doing the bare minute. Yep, yep. Seen a lot of that. Seen a lot of that. And am I the arsehole, Freds? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do the bare minimum every single day and I get no praise for it. 
What the fuck? <laughs> In it, that's how I feel sometimes. So Ned put on his Instagram. Oh God. Family should have always been my priority, but I lost focus and had a consensual workplace relationship. That... Mm-hmm. People have taken umbrage and we'll get into that. But that to me, I adore the fancying up and sophisticating of the language used here. A consensual. No, you had an affair. You had a shag buddy. You had a fuck buddy at work. You had an affair. Why are you dancing around it, trying to make it seem almost intellectualizing it, making it seem like not as seedy as it actually was. People have taken umbrage with this consensual workplace relationship because he is very much one of the bosses of Try Guys. And this lady, I forget her name. the, The affair partner. I think maybe I think she appeared in a few of their videos and maybe she was a producer or something, but he was very much the boss and how consensual can it really be when there's a imbalance of a power dynamic? Some people, I will say, some people do find that exciting. Like mm-hmm. there's a whole, there's whole categories on porn websites of like, you know, employees shagging their boss because of the imbalance of the power dynamic. Some people do find that. So I don't think if you're on the outside in, maybe it's always fair to say. Like it is, like there is inherently issues with it some people do like it Mm -hmm. you know one of the videos she was in though one of the videos was they were helping her pick out the bridesmaids dresses for her wedding because she's engaged or she was engaged she's not anymore yeah did you see he posted a picture as well or he didn't post a friend of his posted a picture of him like raising a glass and it said something like we got our guy back or something like that i was just like good for you i guess i saw that someone had put on reddit that they were messaging someone who i think i think they were messaging her ex-fiance with pictures of ned and this woman at somewhere in new york some bar dancing and kissing after i think the try guys had maybe produced a video in new york i think eugene had maybe done something or whatever so it's like how that's quite callous as well like you you've got this Mm -hmm. image to maintain because you're the try guys and you've come from buzzfeed and Buzzfeed, I feel like the Try Guys are kind of, even though maybe they've done things like the Try Guys try lingerie, I feel like there's still a family friendly image being portrayed, even if there's adults, like not family friendly, brand friendly. Mm -hmm. Brand friendly, like, you know, we're good guys doing this thing. But then to be there just like snogging your affair partner, like in maybe a work party environment, because I think they were all out at this club. The whole... Mm -hmm. The whole situation is just really interesting to me because it's just so like, I've seen people being like commenting on his Instagram saying how you had it all, you had the, um because I think maybe they were having an affair when his wife, Ned's wife was pregnant. Okay. You know, and actually if you go through his Instagram, my God, I've never seen something age so poorly so quickly. It's like his Instagram has aged 5,000 years overnight because he's got if you go four images down he has a picture with his wife and kids and it's like mexico photo dump what a fun trip he's got one uh we interrupt this wholesome family vacation to bring you a poolside thirst trap and it's him in like uh swimming shorts him and his wife feeling grateful that i get to spend this special time with my loves loves not loves (laughs) what's a love um people people commented right now i hope she's okay was it worth it oh god god I feel so bad for the wife. I've forgotten what her name is. So sorry for just calling her the Ariel. Okay, oh. I feel so bad for her. Like, that's just so sad. And then probably people are messaging her and like commenting on her stuff. It's just like, yeah. leave her alone. Like, it's already hard enough. But I'm kind of wondering as well, like, because his statement said consensual workplace relationship, blah, 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 using fancy words. I guess he's trying to make mm. sure people don't accuse him of like 
something predatory or horrible. Yeah, but really like inappropriate. Yeah, was it like a proper relationship? Because I read as well, like people had been spotting them all over the place and like they went mm. to a Harry Styles concert I or saw something. That too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so was this like a full on relationship? And if so, why were they flaunting it around everybody at work? Like, were they trying to get caught? What was the end goal here? Is it just being so unself-aware and so short-sighted that you feel that you're untouchable and you can't fall? Or is there something else? Is there wanting to get caught? I don't know, because it does sound like a full-blown affair. His statement goes on to say, I'm sorry for any pain that my actions may have caused to the guys and the fans, but most of all to Ariel. The only thing that matters right now is my... The only thing that matters right now is my marriage and children. Sort of bloody mattered then, <laughs> mate. Like, the children should have factored in. You know, if you're going to bring children into the world, can you make sure that your foundation base is as stable as possible? It's like your foundation mm-hmm. is some sort of like, I don't know... Kat Von D lock-in. Like, <laughs> it needs to be this state. If you're going to bring children... You, right, getting a bit off topic here, but I hope when this happens, people often, because there's kids involved, feel the pressure to stay because they want to stay together for the kids. But when you do that, you're kind of... If it's something that you feel that you really can't move past, you know, like a full-blown... I wouldn't even forgive kissing. I, I just wouldn't because it's in... Whatever, let's not get into it. But... If you stay together for the kids, you're basically teaching the children that someone can mug you off. And this has happened incredibly publicly. But just take a normal relationship. If you stay together for the children because of cheating, you're, you're teaching your children it's okay to treat other people like that because people will try and stay. Um, you're giving them a skew to it. Like, children can pick up on when things are fucked up at home. Mm-hmm. So trying to stay together for them... Just like, like my family life was instantly better when, and there was no adultery going on. But when my parents divorced, my family life, it was a bit rocky to begin with because it's uncharted territory, but they were happier because they weren't stressed out from being together. My parents, you know, children Mm -hmm. pick up on this stuff before they got divorced for two years. I was acting out at school and it might've been linked to the tensions going on in my household. Yeah. He says my children, and that's where I'm going to focus my attention. Oh, well too little too late isn't it how old do you know how old his kids are there's pictures on his instagram they look like i think i don't know if they have two or one um but they look to be they i think that's a baby and a toddler okay because if they were any older like there's a chance of like the other kids at school finding out and then like taking the piss out of them for that but i guess if they're not in school yet it's kind of okay like it's not okay but it's not a risk that's also why this is so interesting because this is so public and it kind of I don't I don't know what words to use I don't want to say amused or entertained I guess I'll just say I found it interesting I found it interesting that this guy had an affair and now he's lost everything he's lost his job he's been fired from the five guys the fry guys five, five guys <laughs> the five guys the try guys the try guys have become the try as in free guys now that might be the title of my video. Try guys, more like try guys. Oh, I'm so clever. I know I'm so witty. Um, he's been fired from his job. He mm. might get a divorce. Uh, he now, one of the top comments on this says, this feels unreal. Like the try guys were supposed to be untouchable. This is also what I, what I want to delve into because mm-hmm. I find that statement, you've set yourself up for failure now because there is no such thing as unproblematic faith. We're all human. We've all done varying degrees of fucked upness i know that i have like not when it comes to cheating and stuff but just being a bit lousy mm-hmm. druggy whatever like i know i've done stuff like not no one me is, i'm uh, perfect 
You're so, perfect, but all the rest of us are mere mortals. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that's why there's been so much back. I mean, he has presented himself as this family guy, but yeah. he's doing this. I'm a bit cynical. You can't, you just really can't trust. You don't know any of us. You can't trust what we're, unless you meet us, right? Any YouTuber, anyone online, you don't really know. Like, I don't, I love Keanu Reeves. I've loved him all of my long life. I don't really know him. But I've got enough, like, a not anecdotal evidence, but other people's anecdotal personal experience with him. I'm pretty, like, 99, I'm 100% certain that he's a great guy. But you still don't know these YouTubers. So to place them on pedestals, and they are ex-BuzzFeed. And we've had chats about this before. Because I, I like, some parts of BuzzFeed I like. I like the Goodful channel. They have this lady called Merle on and she does these vegan recipes like trying to turn like a tomato into an egg yolk and she has her own channel and it's really interesting i like that side of buzzfeed or alvin he makes like these 90 hour long cakes and this i like that side of buzzfeed Mm -hmm. but people might not remember this i've been on the around the internet for a long time in the like 2010s I feel that BuzzFeed did so much more harm than good. And I feel like we're still feeling the remnants of that. And I've seen a TikTok talking about this before, but this is honestly how I feel. I feel that a lot of people who might not like feminism or third wave feminism, um, it's not really a reflection upon feminism itself. It's a reflection on the feminism that places like BuzzFeed were putting out in like 2014, 15, 16, especially with what happened politically and then on after. Because like, Back then, how's we're talking about this? Back then, there was this online culture war, and there still is, but back then it was really bad, and it was between cringe and anti-cringe, SJW and anti-SJW, and you had people on the anti-side like Ethan Klein, or I want to say, I, I, I kind of want to say, no, not really Filthy Frank, because he was always a character, but you had like Ethan Klein and these types of people on that side, and that's because people who are new to the internet, they might not, were you around during this time? Did you see things yeah. like like the humongous thing where a guy just said, a lady was like, what's your name? He was like, humongous. It was a dad joke. And then the lady started screaming at him being like, that's sexual assault, that's harassment. Yeah, it was a mental time, completely. This is how bad it was during the time. And it was like, it was like, Leafy is here, was around. And it was just this whole, it was a disaster, yeah. right? For the online world at that time. And you had you had organizations like BuzzFeed stoking the flames and making it worse. I, there's a video on my channel. It's one of the oldest videos on. I look so much like, I look a bit thinner. So annoying. <laughs> it's actually got um, Kez Motion, my uh, videographer, who helps me out sometimes, my videographer mate. He's in it. He's the ginger boy. And we're reacting to a BuzzFeed video about man spreading. Oh God, the fucking man Do you remember that? I remember the man spreading. It was so annoying. This, the man spreading issue... This is the root of all evil. This is why everything is a problem now. Because this was blasted all over BuzzFeed as the biggest feminist issue was men sitting with their legs apart. Mm -hmm. And then other news outlets took that and started posting the same shit. And then Mm -hmm. people took it to the heart, like to the heart, to heart, and was like, yeah, man spreading is a major issue. And you had all this shit coming out. Whereas like most people who were like, this is not a big deal got so it just got so divided and it's all buzzfeed's fault and i hate them 
And like mm-hmm. I was majorly anti-feminist and it was all because of this like fucking girl boss feminism that BuzzFeed was doing. It was so embarrassing and unnecessary and there's actual issues they could have been talking about. But no. Yeah, and the funny thing about this is I've spoken to, like, you know, privately I've spoken to maybe hundreds of people about these same issues. And we all seem to be on the same page. Especially, um, you know, I myself, like, I... and I had, like, a anti-feminism phase. Me. The big Elise, the big, strong, independent female woman. <laughs> I should be, like, a, I should be like the, a young adult... Um, dystopian protagonist you know like a strong <laughs> female lead no i'm joking um but it wasn't it wasn't really a reflection of me internally not really it was this retaliation to what was going on and how like besmirched the ideal of feminism was becoming because of places like uh, organizations like buzzfeed or mtv i had that fa- it was a bit of a pick me girl phase as well I had to admit, <laughs> just like but you know i still believed in equal rights and equal opportunities for people it wasn't <laughs> like i was like no nah, women should stay in the kitchen absolutely not i ain't staying in the kitchen for no one bruv and i've always been like that but mm-hmm. it was because buzzfeed and other outlets it was bordering on it wasn't even bordering on it was misandry and mm. i have a lot of complaints about men but some of the most of the closest people in my life always have been blokes you know and i know that like the blokes i know ain't raging misogynistic sexist but if you read into these outlets at the time everything was so tribal so divisive that like you would read this stuff and you would come away thinking yeah 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 like every man that you like that you know is an issue or you'd be a bit like well that's not my lived experience so it was Mm -hmm. so and i've never really forgiven buzzfeed for doing this for doing this type of thing because i think it egged on this online culture war where everything was just everything was so divisive and the issue with the online culture war was if you it's a whole conversation for another time but the algorithms come into play mm-hmm. because the google algorithms and they still do it a little bit and i've been told some like varying reasons as to why this happened if you clicked on one anti-SJW, like SJW gets wrecked compilation, suddenly hundreds would get recommended to you. And this is yeah. because, you know, at the time it was this, um, like Ben Shapiro got really big this way. And it's because it was really popular at the time. And when something's popular online, the companies like Google want to exploit it because they want to put adverts on it. And it's not even really, I would argue it's not even really a political or ideological standpoint. It's just a capitalist money-making standpoint of whack, you know, a bunch of adverts on this anti-SJW compilation, gets millions of views, do it to the rest of them, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. like so you've got on one hand these outlets doing this stuff and then you've got like the internal AI of Google doing another thing. And it was just this mess and when it comes to like the ex-buzz, I mean, there's lots of ex-buzzfeed employees who have left and complained about the workplace atmosphere at the time or or being forced to eat weird things on camera and not being comfortable with stuff. Like if you Google this, a lot comes up. But when ex-buzzfeed employees just like get into shit, I'm always a bit like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. Hmm. Well, I think like BuzzFeed doesn't have, I don't think I know, BuzzFeed doesn't have like a moral compass. They don't have a viewpoint or some kind of like mission to better the world. They're just a company. They're trying to make money at the time that like promoting that bullshitty version of feminism and making everything on the internet so much worse for everybody forever. Mm -hmm. Like that was profitable. And having that very 
brand friendly version of everything because like that version of feminism was a very monetizable version of feminism rather than it being like an actual serious conversation like so still feminism all, yeah so still all the buzzfeed stuff is like that and to a degree, a lot of the ex-BuzzFeed people, they still kind of use that mindset because they'll leave the company and they'll do their own stuff with what they've learned about monetization and business from BuzzFeed. So like the Try Guys, they still had that very brand-friendly version of everything, which is really easy to crumble. As soon as like you just break into that and see like a bit of realism, it's fucked. And that's what happened with him. Like He cheated on his wife, which happens a lot, unfortunately. It's like, but if it wouldn't be so bad if he didn't have this big persona of, I love my wife, you know. So it all kind of ties into the same issue. I will also say with the BuzzFeed issue, there are also opposing outlets with your yeah, opposite ideological standpoints that do this as well. It's not like BuzzFeed are the ultimate big bad guy. No, there's lots of them and they just all mm-hmm. want to make money, whether they're anti or pro, whether they're left or right, whatever. Like it's all, everyone like... Everyone's just vying to get your bucks, mm-hmm. essentially, Absolutely. to get your clicks and get your views. Um, but, the, but the BuzzFeed thing for, for me, I guess, because it feels a little bit personal, because it's like, you know, I fell for the rage bait and the outrage thing and the, the recreational, because uh, there's a recreational outrage on all sides. It's not just like, oh, left or oh, right. No, no, no. All, like, everyone does it and engages in, in it. Um, but that one, it was just, and, and unfortunately, if you engage with that type of content at the time, the anti-busty stuff, it can and did lead people into different like bad rabbit holes and, and pipelines and st- ideological pipelines that aren't for the betterment of humanity. So like it's, it's, it's like this push and pull factor of the left and right, you know. Some leftist outlets will push by being... You know, controversial like BuzzFeed has done and then some right-wing outlets will see that and react by pulling by being like oh, look they're all crazy and you can come trust us and come over here look at my suit and my nicely combed hair <laughs> and it's all bullshit <laughs> yeah I mean it's just all like a lot of what we're seeing now is definitely like a direct eff- effect of that mm. you know like it all just kind of stems from that but if it wasn't BuzzFeed or like those similar companies it was going to be something else like it was going to happen just with the way like yeah. money making on the internet went it was going to happen but fuck buzzy <laughs> that's the message and fuck ned fulmer fulner ted yeah i just say like the the ned thing is just like it really piqued my interest for some reason because it was just it was a bit out of left field i will admit and then i did instantly recognize him as hey that's that family man who goes on the date nights with his wife and and stuff even though i don't watch the try guys out of all of them i don't really like any of them i you know i've watched some of eugene's stuff and i like him i will say (laughs) that i like eugene yang but like the rest of them, one of them's really tall and has a really annoying face. I think his name's Keith. No offense, Keith, if you've watched. No, no offense, mate. No offense, mate. Um, <laughs> it's just not my content. It's not my cup of tea, and that's fine. I just find it interesting, and the audience reaction as well. Like people here now saying, "I'm so disappointed, man." Thirty-three thousand likes, and it's weird mm-hmm. because this should very much be just a private situation between him and his wife. But because they're public, they have to. Mm-hmm. sort through all this out publicly how mortifying i think it's more imagine 
imagine you've done that to your partner and you have to put up a little like a uh, notes app screenshot on your insta and twitter being like i had an affair and i'm sorry and then you've got thousands of people who you don't even know being like i'm so disappointed in <laughs> who are you to be disappointed in me it is weird like i'm not like fuck him whatever like i'm not defending him but like everybody's so dramatic about it like you don't know this man you don't know social relationships they feel like they do know him because they've they've been seeing this persona of him so it's uh, you know i do I, I think i do say this in videos it's really important to remember like you're just seeing maybe like 20 well for me it's like you're seeing five hours at a fucking time of me doing a twilight book review but you're still mm-hmm. seeing like that actually no i think i i think i'm well more real than not to get narcissistic <laughs> i think i'm more real than these buzzfeed people right because i am mm-hmm. sitting there for hours at a time doing a fucking book review and it's like mm-hmm. my real personality does like that is really me in it mm-hmm. like me sitting there just being like Fuck it up. <laughs> but at the Whereas, same time you don't share everything of your life so like if you ever cheated or something you're not gonna have to write a notes app thing and have everybody telling you they're disappointed <laughs> I'm so confrontational. I wouldn't do that kind of stuff anyway because at the heart of it, it's just dishonest. And I just don't see, I don't see the point in living life dishonestly, like when it comes to relationships and stuff because you're hurting other people. But it's just like, it's also a headache, I think. Imagine having to lie and just, some people get off on that. Some people like the seediness and the lying around and and that type of thing. But I just say, who's, who's, sorry, like you've got too much time you've got too much time if you if you do i ain't got the i, I want to just sit around and watch daredevil and play video games i ain't got the time for that shit no it's it's dishonest and i wouldn't do that but i'm so confrontational i think if i had a situation where people i didn't know were saying i'm disappointed in you i'd be like who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> do, you, do you know what i mean because it is a weird con- but i understand i do understand why people are upset by it because you like this person maybe you've bought their like his cookbook maybe you've engaged with his content i understand why people would be upset (laughs) there is a lot of young people like leaving these comments though and you can you you can kind of tell yeah i don't know they should be taught this in school they should be taught about parasocial relationships like it's you you need to learn early like people online are fake they're not like you don't even know like she's a natural blonde she's been lying to all of you but like everybody's (laughs) fake you can't trust anybody even if you think you can like even if you're watching somebody and you're like this person seems real they're probably really nice could be a mass murderer who knows like you don't know i know it annoys me so much again i think yeah there's going to have to be some sort of reform to the educational system because the online world is here to stay for better or worse probably Mm. for worse ultimately we know how bad the shit is for us but hey some of us make money from it (laughs) Yeah. Um, they're going to have to start teaching things in class about how to differentiate and how to just have more I mean people should be taught critical thinking skills anyway but we're not it's not a yeah. class that you can take even though it's a skill that you definitely need to be able to navigate through various aspects of your life mm-hmm. I mean we'd be in utopia if people could just think critically <laughs> please sometimes <laughs> I want to scream at people please use your brain please I'm begging you Mm. but like it's it's at the end of the day he fucked up he did a bad thing but we can observe that but we don't Mm. have to be emotionally affected by this man's actions that is left unfortunately for his wife and his kids who are actually affected by this Mm. Do you know what I thought? And this is like proper bitchy of me, but I'm going to say he cheated on his wife, who cares? I just thought, why is it that just like 
let's be real, average blokes, as soon as they get the tiniest bit of clout or power or whatever, they're just out there like doing shit like this and having affairs. Obviously like some women do it too, but it was just like, it's just, it's very eye roll worthy actually, because it's like, oh, what a tired story. I've heard this one a million times. Guy gets successful and then cheats on his supportive and loving wife and kids. Ugh, give me a break. Like change the channel, ex Buzzfeed. (laughs) Yeah, no, I did. Like, because obviously, like I told you, I didn't know who he was. So I had to look him up and look at his picture. And I was, my first reaction was just, really? Is a... Mm. Mm. So I don't know. But what do I know? I don't even like men. So it's like... <laughs> Although <laughs> Jason right. Momoa, right. Jason Momoa, I, I like him. I fancy him. He's my boy crush. <laughs> okay. So if you can learn and take away anything from this. Angelina's boy crush is Jason Momoa and I genuinely don't like anyone (laughs) yeah those are the main messages forget everything else that we said Jason Momoa and hatred and then I complain about never being included in anything with anyone like on this platform you know like uh this bit off topic and we're we're gonna have to wrap this up but you know um the whole Anision sending out lawsuits to everyone like via email (laughs) everyone got I'm the only person I think the only person who's ever consistently made videos on him that never got, I never received any sort of email write-up or lawsuit. And I felt, I remember at the time, because like literally so many people made video. I think Jacqueline Glenn made a video about it. And I never Fraser, he made a video about it. And like, you know, all these different people making these, maybe even Deaf Noodles did. I'm not sure. I think probably Keemstar did. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> any, any day now, mate, any day, just checking my spam folder, refreshing it. So I think, because... I think he's aware. I think I saw some comments once saying that like he's definitely aware of like who I who I am because my my videos were posted in like his discords and chats and stuff and he saw them. Um, so I reckon probably just fancied me. Probably yeah, that's <laughs> the most logical explanation. You, you know, know what? Said, you don't know that that's not the case. Do you know I said that to my mum and she was like, "You're too old for him." <laughs> my mum said that. <laughs> oh my god, legend based. I love her. She's great. <laughs> you know what, though? I do get it. Like, I feel left out of stuff a lot, too. But then I have to remember that everybody has millions of subscribers and I have, like, 80,000. So they probably just don't know that I exist. I'm aware that quite a few people know that I exist, but no one cares. Like, no one ever gets into beef with me or try that saying, no, no, I'm not going to jinx it. Touch wood, touch wood. Because I don't actually... I, I, I'm just a nice book review channel now. The only drama I want is I want to get into some beef with Stephanie Mayer. That's it. That's it. I don't want no drama. Don't, Keemstar, don't put me on drama alert. I could start some drama with you if you want, if you're feeling a bit like... <sighs> People have offered that before and nothing comes to fruition. Well, I, I could start... Even, I think even Rachel Waits has offered it, but like, no. Well, nothing. I mean, I edit your videos, so I see the behind the scenes, so I have plenty to expose you with at this point. It'd be great. We could get you on drama alert. Of me just literally sitting there with the like the thousand yard stare. Oh, yeah, there is a lot of that. You just like, it's like you check out. You just, <laughs> you'll be in the middle of a sentence and you just stop. I, I don't know what to do with that. But somehow you always pick up the, the sentence again with the right tone. Like you don't start it like you're starting a sentence again. You start it like you haven't taken a break. So it's really easy to edit. Well, sometimes I will just literally get up in the middle of the sentence and wander off for 10 minutes and go do something else. Yeah, there is a lot of that. So yeah, I'm going to expose you for that. Mm-hmm. Elise, can't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> and that is this episode, this new segment of just having a little tea break. Tee And we're going to see, I'm going to see what comes of it. Because like sometimes there's just stuff that I just want to, it's in the news, I want to talk about it. 
Yeah. Is it really? But just like little quick fire, easy things and I'm having to go to a bloody studio to do it. So it works out. And you can have a sweet. <laughs> sweet one. Cheers for coming on. For the rest of you, make sure that you like, comment, subscribe. Make sure that you uh, follow the Spotify and what's the other one? Apple. Yeah. Um, that follow one. the Apple. Yeah, I guess follow the Apple. That's what caused all the trouble in the first place, isn't it? Eve taking a bite of the apple. Now we've got to deal with all this shit. <laughs> I, s- I swear I'm not a Christian. I don't know where half of this like subconscious Christian propaganda comes from. It's too much Stephanie Mayer. <laughs> I think actually, oh God, I keep meaning to finish, but like my computer's running out of battery, but I can't <sighs> Do you know what we used to do at my primary school? Mm. We... And I don't think it was a Christian school, but we would have to sing songs about Jesus, right? Me, mm-hmm. little agnostic kids singing songs about Jesus, like J-E-S-U-S, yes, he's the king of me. And then we would also sing songs about the Beatles. We'd sing like, what, Eleanor Rigby? Rigby? Rigby the one yeah. about the the face in a jar by the door. And I always thought, oh my God, is this guy a serial killer? What does that even mean? <laughs> Why are there faces in jars, like pickled faces? Did you yeah, figure it out about- later? <laughs> no, what's it mean? I'm pretty sure it's just like metaphorical because she's like depressed or something. So she puts her face on when she leaves. I thought she was like Ed Gein. (laughs) (laughs) My version's well better. Yeah, I like yours. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye.